Welcome to the Hillside Baptist Chapel's weekly podcast. Please listen as Dr. Steve Wood, pastor, teaches from God's Word. All HBC podcasts can be found on Spotify or Facebook under Hillside Baptist Chapel. Contact information is as follows. Dr. Steve Wood, pastor, phone or message at 6438-6541, email at Wood. 002 at gmail.com. Prayer requests can be sent directly to HBC Prayer List 2020 at gmail.com. Good morning, everybody. The clock says it's time for us to get started, so if you would find a place for you to sit down and, and uh, we'll get this show on the road. I've asked Dr. Fred Minton, if he would, to lead us in our opening prayer today. So as you get your seats, I'll ask him to lead us in prayer. Thank you, Lord, for all the blessings that you give to us, even though we don't deserve it. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in our lives. Thank you, Lord, what you're going to do when you split the skies and come back. Thank you for Jesus in his name. Amen. Amen. Okay, everybody, join with us in our opening song, please. Let's stand and we'll have our next song.
All right, we're going to do something today that uh, uh, I haven't done in a long time. We're going to be looking at the 23rd Psalm. Now, I know this is one that's familiar to all of you. You, you probably memorized it. Many Christians have. But, uh, you know, as I looked at this psalm this time, I learned some things that I didn't know before. Have you ever done that? Have you ever gone over a very familiar passage of Scripture and, and, and come away from it understanding things that you hadn't understood before? And uh, so I hope that's the way it is with you today, that you gather, glean, understand something from this particular psalm that you haven't understood before. Now, This psalm has been used as a comfort to those who have been going through difficult times. Well, this COVID-19 might be considered difficult times, especially for certain people, for some people. Um, being locked down, not able to get out of your house, not able to do things that you want to do and so forth. But what about those that are dying? What about those that have lost loved ones? I have used this particular psalm in funeral messages because I felt like it fit. It was a time for it. And um, as we go through this today, it doesn't have to be a terrible time for us to understand some helpful things, for us to be cheered up, for us to get encouragement from the scriptures. When we read it, most of the time we don't think about David being a shepherd 3,000 years ago. We apply it to us today, and that's the way it ought to be. But I think it is good for us to understand some things about how things were back then. But knowing that the Lord is my shepherd, I like nothing. The Lord is my shepherd, I like nothing. Turn with me, if you will, to that particular psalm, and we're going to read all of it. And as we read this, think about how this can apply to me. How this can apply to you. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall be, uh, I shall be, I shall not be in want. I can read it, I think. <laughs> he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff. They comfort me. You prepare a table before me. In the presence of my enemies, you anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Let us pray. Our Father, as we 
open your word today as we think about the thoughts that are given from the hand of a master artist. And you're the one who is the true author of this, even though it came through David. Father, help us to take to heart the things that you're saying. Help us to be attentive to what you're asking from us, each one. And I pray that your blessings would be upon each one today and that we wouldn't be fearful, that we would be trusting, obedient, following our shepherd. And I pray your blessings on each one that's here and those that are listening to our podcast this morning. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, I, I want to just do a real quick synopsis of each one of these verses and, and think about it for just a moment. The Lord is my shepherd. That's relationship, isn't it? I shall not be in want. That's supply. God supplies all of our needs, right? He makes me to lie down in green pastures. That's rest. He leads me beside the quiet waters. That's refreshment. He restores my soul. That's healing. He guides me in the paths of righteousness. That's guidance. For His name's sake, that's purpose. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, that's testing. Now we could talk about some of these things at length, and, and we'll get into them more as we get on. But he says, I will fear no evil. That's protection. For you are with me. That's faithfulness. Your rod and your staff comfort me. That's discipline. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. That's hope. You anoint my head with oil. That's consecration. My cup overflows. That's abundance. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. That's blessing. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord. That's security. Forever. That's eternity. I like that. And... Uh, hope you did too but as we think about the Lord being our shepherd what does that mean to us now unfortunately we live in a society where tending sheep is not your ordinary occupation maybe you know some shepherds but most are not familiar with what a shepherd does what a shepherd's life is really like. And I think we have a tendency to lose a little bit of the meaning of this particular psalm, not knowing these things. Now, I, I grew up on a farm, but tending cattle. Now, let me tell you, from what I understand about sheep... <laughs> 
cattle are much different than sheep. Now, I knew a little bit about herding cattle, what you needed to do to, to get the cows rounded up, to get the cows in the pen and so forth. You don't do the same thing with sheep, do you? Well, anyway, this morning, some of what I'm going to be sharing with you came from a book by Philip Keller. Now, Philip grew up in East Africa among sheep herders. In fact, for about eight years of his life, he was a sheep herder after he was grown. So the insights that he's able to give us about sheep and how to tend sheep and, and what sheep are like, I think can help us to understand some of the things that David was expressing in this particular psalm. You see, David grew up tending sheep. He was a shepherd. He knew about sheep. And in fact... He's even called the shepherd king. Maybe you knew that and maybe you didn't. But David felt these words as he gave them. It wasn't just a from the mind to your mind information. It was something that he felt. It was something he understood. It was something that he had experienced. It was something that he knew with his heart. And so when he says, the Lord is my shepherd, he knew what a shepherd was about, what a shepherd did. And he was understanding that the Lord, the God of heaven, was his shepherd. He speaks in this psalm as if he is one of the flock, one of the sheep. And he's being taken care of by the shepherd, as I said, who is God. And it's though he is boasting, if you will. And he's saying, look at my shepherd my owner, my manager. It's the Lord. It's the God of heaven. You see his, his heart? You see his attitude? He knew from firsthand experience what it was like to take care of sheep. And he knew that people a lot of times acted just like the sheep that he had taken care of. And so... It's not such an amazing thing in David's eyes that he compares that situation that he was in as a shepherd to the situation that God is in taking care of people as our shepherd. He knew that any sheep depends on the manager, the owner, the shepherd 
for his care, for his livelihood, for taking care of him. The sheep are animals that can't take care of themselves. They have to have help. And I know we don't like to look at ourselves as, as people that can't take care of ourselves. But we can't. We need God intervening and helping and guiding and leading and protecting in everything we do, everywhere we go. I don't know about you, but I hope that when you get in the car and you head out on a road trip, maybe to Panama City, or maybe you drive all the way to Costa Rica and, and uh, San Jose. Do you ever do that? I mean, we can't now, but I mean, have you ever done that? Now listen, if you get in that car and you make a trip like that without praying about it, without asking God for His protection, His help, His ability to be there with you, then you are making a mistake. I hope you do that. But David knew that sheep have a tendency to go astray. Sheep can't take care of themselves. Sheep can't find food on its own. Can't find water on its own. And so the shepherd has to be responsible for everything in that sheep's life. Notice the Lord is my shepherd. He chooses us. He has made a choice, a decision to choose us to help us. And He calls us by name. He makes us His own. He cares for us intimately. Now, the last aspect is really what all of this psalm is all about, of that verse now I'm talking about. The Lord is my shepherd. The King James Version says, I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Now the NIV says, I shall not lack anything. Well, that's if you're not in want, you don't lack anything, do you? So it's saying the same thing. Most of us prefer the King James rendering of that because we're so used to it, don't we? I shall not want. In his book, by that same name, I shall not want, Robert Kitchens tells about a Sunday school teacher who asked her group of children, she had an age range that was probably a little more than what most Sunday school teachers should have in their class. If you've ever taught Sunday school, you know that happens sometimes, doesn't it? Especially in a small church. But in this group of children, she had one that was four and a half years old. 
And so as she was asking her children, she said, how many of you can quote the, all of the 23rd Psalm? Well, there was only two or three hands that went up, but one of the hands that went up was this little four-year-old. And she was interested in what this little four-year-old could do. And she said, can you really quote the 23rd Psalm? And she just got up from where she was and she came around to the podium. <laughs> she made a little curtsy. And then she said, the Lord is my shepherd. That's all I want. She then bowed. She went back to her seat. Now, you know what? She may have overlooked a few verses there. But that's really the essence of what that psalm is saying, isn't it? Notice that our Lord supplies our need. Not our want, but our need. Philippians chapter 4 verse 19 says, And my God will meet all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I believe that. Do you? This psalm is saying that. We can trust God for every need that we have. The same one who sustains the children of Israel as they wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. Remember? He was so faithful. What, what did he provide? Manna every morning, right? Well, except one day a week. Water and quail. Their needs were supplied. Now, you know, as we talk about God meeting our needs, a lot of times that's not all we want. That wasn't all the Israelites wanted. You remember them complaining? Oh, we don't have the leeks and the garlic and, you know, these things they had in, in Egypt. They missed them. But they had all they needed there in the wilderness. You remember Elijah that was fed by the brook? And he had his needs supplied by a bird, right? Wow. Now, maybe not all he wanted, but he had all of his needs supplied by God until it was time for him to move on. What about the disciples that Jesus sent out? He said, you're not to take a staff, you're not to take shoes, you're not to take food. Those that you're going to minister to are going to provide your needs. And they did. And they came back bragging to Jesus about all that happened to them. He met their needs both physical and spiritual, right? Let me tell you what a good shepherd is like. He loves his sheep. For him, there's no greater reward 
no deeper satisfaction than that he sees sheep contented, well-fed, safe, and flourishing under his care. That's what life is all about for that shepherd. And he gives everything he has into it. He goes to great links, a great deal of trouble, to provide those sheep with grazing, winter feed, clean water, takes care of their meticulous needs. We're told that sheep get parasites. Well, it's that shepherd's responsibility to take each one of these sheep and go through their, can't think what's their, their hair is called? Wool. <laughs> Goes through their wool and gets rid of all those parasites that are bothering them. Shelters them from storms. Protects them from the enemy. And he keeps them safe. That's the shepherd's job. But it's not just a job. It's a place of satisfaction for that shepherd. He loves to do that. Do you know that our God loves to take care of us? Even the meticulous things. Do we ever get parasites? Well... We could maybe talk about that a little bit. We get things that we shouldn't have, don't we? And God is there to remove it. God is there to get it out of our lives. And to help us be well. To help us be clean. The psalmist here is saying, I love you. That's what the shepherd is saying. I love you this much. And you know what Jesus did? As he loved us this much, he died on the cross for our sins. And God wants to be your shepherd today if he's not. If you're not a child of God, he wants you to become a child of God. He wants you to be saved. And I would love to show you from the pages of the Word of God what you need to do to be saved. If you're here in this congregation today, come and let me show you from the Word of God what you need. If you're listening to our podcast this morning, give me a call or send me a text, and I'll be glad to show you from the Scriptures. I don't ask you to take my word for it, but I do ask you to take God at His word. Let me show you what God is saying that you need in your life that you might be His sheep that you might be his child. Let us stand together and we'll have our closing hymn. And as God is speaking to you today, if there's a decision that you need to make, make that decision right now.
Christ alone, my hope is found. He is my light, my strength, my song. This cornerstone, this solid ground, firm through the fiercest drought and storm. What heights of love, what depths of peace. When fears are still, when striving cease, my comforter, my all in all, here in the love of Christ I stand. Let's, let's remember our Wednesday evening service. We won't be here, but we will be at home listening. And uh, so uh, remember that in your prayers as well. Bob? We had a good sermon from the Old Testament. I'd like to turn to the New Testament, Luke chapter 11, where Jesus finished praying. 
And one of his disciples asked him, teach us to pray. So we'll bow our heads and recite the Lord's Prayer as found in Matthew. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Go in peace. Contact information is as follows. Dr. Steve Wood, Pastor, phone or message at 6438-6541, email at steverwood002 at gmail.com. Prayer requests can be sent directly to hbcprayerlist2020 at gmail.com. This concludes the HBC Weekly Podcast. Please join us every Sunday for our HBC Cyber Service. Hillside Baptist Chapel has moved right next to Chopsticks in Alto Bocchetti. This new location seems perfect for our growing church. The hours will be as follows. Bible study, 9.45 a.m. and worship at 11 a.m. Thank you and God bless.